Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Today, we're interrupting our regular scheduled broadcast for a special message from Andrew. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Gospel Truth broadcast. This is my second day to break into our regular teaching, but this is in response to the pandemic that people are dealing with all over the world. And uh, I just wanted to interject some things that I think will be a blessing to you and help you uh, to navigate through this time. This is unprecedented in my lifetime. Just a few days, I'll be turning 71. I've never seen anything like this, but I do believe that we are going to make it through. I believe that we're going to come out stronger. And one of the reasons that I started yesterday, I broke into that program and I laid a foundation. I want to share some things with you today that I think could really make a difference in you believing for and receiving God's protection or healing power from this pandemic. Let me just real quickly say, in case you didn't see yesterday's broadcast, that uh, God has given us supernatural favor. We've complied with everything the government said. We have canceled a number of our meetings. We have only 8% of my staff that is actually working on site, and they are cleaning and disinfecting everything. And uh, we have been given supernatural favor. Matter of fact, the uh, emergency management people here have said that we are like uh, a, you know, a example of what they wanted. And because we've complied so well, they have given us freedom to keep things going. We've got our phone center, about 140 or 50 people working from home. So you can still call, get all of our materials. And today I'm offering a free copy of this book, one of our most requested teaching on the Believer's Authority. I'll give you some more information at the end of the program about that. But we are able to get everything done. We're working on a very uh, different schedule. We've got people, you know, on different schedules, 24 hours a day so that they aren't uh, here uh, contacting each other and stuff. But nonetheless, we are able to function at 100%. I just wanted to give that update to our partners and assure you that you can call in and get these free materials that we're offering. Also, you can go to our website and get a free download on all of this, and that would be a blessing to you. But yesterday, as as I've been praying about this, and I'm seeing people beginning to reach out, and, you know, neighbors are beginning to help neighbors. We had a story on our local news where a, a neighbor trained her dog to carry groceries and medicines and things like this over to the other neighbor who was had COPD and was on oxygen and was vulnerable, so she didn't even get out of her house. But this neighbor would go get the materials for her and then give it to the dog, and the dog makes a couple of runs per day doing this. I just thought that was neat, the way that people are beginning to reach out and help each other. And I wanted to do something, but you know, our ministry is a media ministry. It's really, what can I do? And the Lord spoke to me that the most important thing I can do is just share the Word of God specifically related to this pandemic. How do you believe and receive? And I gave an introduction to this yesterday. You can go to our website. You can watch yesterday's program. You can go to my website and you can see a message that I gave to my staff about this way back in the, the first part of March. You can see a teaching that I did on Psalms 91. That's also on our website. And so we've got a lot of things relating to this pandemic 
that you can go to my website, awmi.net, and get that. But yesterday on our program, I basically started talking about that. Uh, there are some people that just accept that sickness is something that, uh, you know, is uh, our lot in life and that there's nothing we can do about it, and you just roll with the punches. Those people probably are not going to like anything I say, and this won't be a blessing to them. There's other people that believe that God has provided healing in the atonement of Jesus, and yet I think that probably even a majority of people who believe it can happen don't know how to make the healing power of God happen. They come to God and just request it as if God hasn't given them any authority, any control in this matter whatsoever. And so that's what I was introducing yesterday. I showed a number of scriptures. One of the scriptural examples I focused on was Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John didn't even pray and ask God to heal this man who was lame. They said, such as I have, give I unto thee. And they just commanded this man to be healed, grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up. So I think that one of the reasons that a lot of people who believe God can heal don't see that healing power is because they just constantly ask God to do it and wait on God to heal, not realizing that God has already done His part, and He placed that supernatural raising from the dead power on the inside of us, and we have to take that authority and command the healing power of God to come. Not command God. God has already done it. It's like, I used this example yesterday. It's like when you flip on a light. It's, you aren't saying, I command light to come. You aren't creating light. You aren't generating the power. The power is generated somewhere else, but it's put at your command. And so you flip the switch and you command this electricity to do its job. Well, in that sense, I can't do anything, but God has given me His power and it's at my command. How do you release this power? If you've followed me up to this point and believe that God wants us well, that He has taken all sickness away from the midst of us, if you believe that that's His will, how do you get this to manifest? How do you deal with things like the COVID-19 virus? How do you do this? Let me share this with you out of Mark chapter 11. And in Mark chapter 11 and in verse 23, Jesus was speaking. He had just cursed a fig tree. He didn't touch it. He didn't throw salt on it. He didn't cut it off at the roots. He didn't do anything except talk to it. And when they came by the next day, they found this fig tree was dried up from the roots, and they were amazed. And they said, Lord, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said unto them in Mark chapter 11 and in verse 22, he said, have faith in God. You know, we don't know how uh, the inf the inf inflection of his voice, we don't know how he said this, but I can guarantee it wasn't like, have faith in God. It was more like, have faith in God. What's wrong with you guys? I've been with you three years. You've seen me raise the dead. You've seen me walk on water. You've seen me still the storm. You've seen the power of God. Why are you shocked to see the supernatural? And I believe that God could say the same thing to His church today, that when something like this comes along, you know one of the things that this pandemic has done? It has revealed a problem that the vast majority of people, and even I could say the vast majority of Christians, 
HAVE NOT REALLY BEEN TRUSTING GOD. AND WHEN SOMETHING COMES THAT'S BEYOND MEN'S ABILITY, BEYOND THE DOCTOR'S ABILITY TO DEAL WITH IT, THEY PANIC BECAUSE THEY HAVEN'T REALLY BEEN PLUGGED INTO GOD. I'M NOT SAYING THAT TO MAKE ANYBODY FEEL BAD OR TO CRITICIZE YOU, BUT I AM SAYING IT REVEALS THE FACT THAT MOST PEOPLE HAVEN'T BEEN TRUSTING GOD. THOSE THAT WERE OPERATING IN FAITH, MAN, THIS VIRUS IS NO BIG DEAL. AND I'M NOT MEANING TO MAKE LIGHT OF ANYTHING AND THE THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE THAT HAVE DIED, BUT I'M SAYING THAT RELATIVE TO OTHER THINGS THAT WE DEAL WITH, IT'S NOT THAT BIG OF A DEAL. AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS HAS REVEALED HOW SO MANY PEOPLE HAVE NOT BEEN TRUSTING IN GOD, AND and THIS HAS EXPOSED THAT uh, FAILURE. SO JESUS WAS SAYING, HAVE FAITH IN GOD. WHY DOES THIS SURPRISE YOU? AND THEN HE SAID THIS IN VERSE 23, FOR VERILY I SAY UNTO YOU THAT WHOSOEVER SHALL SAY UNTO THIS MOUNTAIN, BE THOU REMOVED, AND BE THOU CAST INTO THE SEA, AND SHALL NOT DOUBT IN HIS HEART, BUT SHALL BELIEVE THAT THOSE THINGS WHICH HE SAITH SHALL COME TO PASS, HE SHALL HAVE WHATSOEVER HE SAITH. NOW THAT'S POWERFUL. THIS IS A PROMISE THAT YOU CAN HAVE WHATEVER YOU SAY. MOST PEOPLE ARE SAYING WHAT THEY HAVE INSTEAD OF HAVING WHAT THEY SAY. YOU CAN CREATE A SITUATION WITH YOUR WORDS. AND THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT WHAT I'M SAYING RIGHT HERE IS JUST FOREIGN TO YOU, AND YOU THINK, THIS IS ABSOLUTELY SILLY. WE'RE DEALING WITH A PANDEMIC. WE'RE DEALING WITH SOMETHING THAT'S PHYSICAL. IT'S REAL, AND HERE YOU ARE TALKING ABOUT JUST SPEAKING WORDS, AND YOU THINK THAT WORDS ARE GOING TO OVERCOME SOMETHING THAT'S REAL AND TANGIBLE? ABSOLUTELY. THAT'S WHAT I BELIEVE. GOD CREATED EVERYTHING BY WORDS. DID YOU KNOW THAT THIS VIRUS, EVEN THOUGH IT MAY HAVE BEEN uh, MUTATED, EVEN THOUGH THINGS CHANGED AFTER THE FALL, AND it I DON'T BELIEVE GOD CREATED ANYTHING TO BE DESTRUCTIVE ORIGINALLY, BUT REGARDLESS OF HOW IT'S CHANGED OR WHAT'S HAPPENED TO IT, GOD CREATED THE LIFE THAT IS IN THIS VIRUS, AND HE CREATED IT BY WORDS. IT WAS CREATED BY WORDS. IT WILL RESPOND TO WORDS. PROVERBS CHAPTER 18, VERSE 21 SAYS, DEATH AND LIFE ARE IN THE POWER OF THE TONGUE, AND THEY THAT LOVE IT WILL EAT THE FRUIT THEREOF. THAT'S A POWERFUL SCRIPTURE. IT SAYS, DEATH AND LIFE ARE IN THE POWER OF THE TONGUE. I KNOW THAT THIS GOES CONTRARY TO MOST PEOPLE'S THINKING. MOST PEOPLE THINK THAT, MAN, WE'RE DEALING WITH SOMETHING, A PANDEMIC, SOMETHING THAT THE DOCTORS CAN'T HANDLE. THIS IS DEADLY, AND THEY THINK THAT YOU'RE JUST GOING TO ATTACK IT WITH WORDS. THAT'S BECAUSE YOU'VE GOT TO BELIEVE THAT THOSE WORDS... NOTICE WHAT JESUS SAID. HE SAYS YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT THE WORDS THAT YOU SAY WILL COME TO PASS. MOST PEOPLE HAVE SPENT THEIR ENTIRE LIFE BELIEVING THAT WORDS AREN'T THAT IMPORTANT. THEY WILL SAY THINGS LIKE, YOU KNOW, I'LL BE OVER AT YOUR HOUSE AT 7 O'CLOCK, AND THEY DON'T EVEN LEAVE HOME UNTIL 7 O'CLOCK. THEY GET THERE 30 MINUTES LATE. THEY DON'T HONOR THEIR WORD. AND TO MOST PEOPLE, THEY JUST DON'T ATTACH A LOT OF SIGNIFICANCE TO WORDS. AND IF THEY TELL YOU THEY'LL DO SOMETHING, AND IF IT TURNS OUT NOT TO BE CONVENIENT, THEY'LL JUST CHANGE. BUT THE BIBLE SAYS, I BELIEVE IT'S PSALMS CHAPTER 15, VERSE 4. I'M NOT TOTALLY SURE ON THAT. BUT I THINK IT SAYS THAT A GODLY MAN WILL SWEAR TO HIS OWN HURT AND CHANGE NOT. IT'S UNGODLY TO SAY SOMETHING AND NOT DO IT JUST BECAUSE IT WORKED OUT TO YOUR DISADVANTAGE. IF YOU ARE TRULY A GODLY PERSON, YOU WILL SWEAR SOMETHING TO YOUR OWN HURT AND YOU WILL NOT CHANGE. WORDS ARE POWERFUL. BUT SEE, IF YOU DON'T BELIEVE THAT, AND IF YOU HAVE SPENT AN ENTIRE LIFETIME TELLING SOMEBODY, I'LL DO THIS, AND THEN YOU DON'T DO IT, AND YOU DON'T HONOR YOUR WORD, WELL, THEN IT'S GOING TO BE IMPOSSIBLE FOR YOU TO BELIEVE THAT THE WORDS YOU SPEAK COME TO PASS. 
You'll sit there and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this coronavirus and I command every cell, every virus thing to die when it touches my body. You cannot live. And if you have been a person that doesn't keep your word and you just say things, but you don't fulfill it, well, then your, your heart doesn't know the difference between those words that you just spoke and all of the other words that you've been speaking that you never fulfill. But you can actually train your heart and get to a place that you believe you will receive whatever you say. That's exactly what Jesus said. And here is another major point. I want you to get this right here in Mark 11:23. He said that I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice it says, whosoever will say unto this mountain. It didn't say whoever will pray to God and ask God to remove this mountain. We'll see it happen. It says you have to speak to your mountain, not speak to God about your mountain. That's a major point major point. And involved in this, if you stop and think about it, for you not to pray to God and say, oh, God, help. God, give me your power. And you just to speak to your problem and expect it to remove. This implies that you understand God gave you authority. He gave you power. You don't have to go and ask for it. I use this example, Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John says, such as I have, give I unto thee. They didn't pray and ask God to heal. They just reached down and grabbed the man by the hand. They spoke to the problem instead of speaking to God about the problem. You know, a classic example of this that happened, I don't know, 20, over 20 years ago. I was praying for a woman who had uh, pain in her body. The doctor said that on a scale of 1 to 10, her pain it was a constant 11 for seven years. They predicted that she would die two years before I met her. And her pain, the only way she could even cope was that she had taped magnets all over her body and she sewed magnets into a blanket. And somehow or another, these magnetic fields lessened the pain in her body. And she was basically homebound. She was in, she was in bad shape. Anyway, it's a long story. I'll, I'll cut to the chase. I told her what these verses say. And I said, uh, I'm going to pray for you. And I spoke to those problems in her body, to that pain and commanded it to leave. And after I got through, I said, so how do you feel? And she stood up and she took that blanket off. She began to move around and she says, I don't have any pain. It was the first time in seven years she'd been pain free. But then she says, but I got a burning in my waist right here in the back where her waist was. And she says, why do I have burning? And I said, you didn't tell me you had burning. You told me you had pain. I spoke to pain. I didn't speak to burning. I said, now watch this. And I spoke to burning and commanded that burning to leave her waist and it was gone. So then I spent about 20 or 25 minutes teaching her these exact things about speaking directly to the problem instead of speaking to God about your problem. And I taught her all of these things. So anyway, we were through. She was getting ready to go. As she put her hand on the doorknob, she just froze. And then she looked over her shoulder at me and she says, the burning is back. And I said, well, I've been teaching you what to do. And I said, you need to pray. So I said, let me join hands with you and you pray. 
And this woman prayed, and I mean, this is nearly word for word what she said, as best, best I can remember. She says, Father, I thank you that it is your will for me to be healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. I claim my healing in Jesus' name. Did you know most of you watching this would think, man, that's a great prayer. Well, they're nice things to say. They were all true, but that is not the way that God told us to pray. And I knew that that wouldn't produce the healing that she needs. So when she got through, I said, so how do you feel? And she says, I've still got the burning. And she says, why? And I said, because you didn't do what God told you to do. And she says, tell me again. And I said, you have to speak to the problem. Burning was your problem, not God. You talked to God and you confessed that by His stripes you were healed and you spoke all of these things that were nice things to say, but you didn't take your authority and speak to the problem. You spoke to God about the problem. And this woman says, you mean I'm supposed to say burning? I'm supposed to talk to burning <laughs> like it's a person? I said, yes. And she says, I'll do it. And so anyway, this woman, we joined hands again, and this woman just said, she said, burning. She got mad, and she said, burning in the name of Jesus. And before she could get anything else out, the burning was gone. And that's been like 20 years ago, and as far as I know, I saw her a few times after that. She's never had another problem with that. That is a classic example of how you have to speak to the problem. You know, John Tesh has become a friend of mine in the last few years. In this exact passage of Scripture, John was dealing with cancer, and he had a terminal uh, diagnosis. They told him to get his affairs in order. And he heard me teaching on this very verse, and it just shocked him, but he embraced it, received it, and anyway, he went through the, uh, the original time when he first heard this. He was already in treatments, and so he finished up all of the doctor's treatments. He just said at that time, his faith just wasn't at a place to stand and believe for supernatural healing outside of the doctor. So he went through all the doctor's treatments and was free of cancer. But in a few years, it came back on him. And in, during those two-year period of time, he started really getting into the Word and building his faith. And when he had a reoccurrence of this cancer and they wanted to do what he called carpet bombing on him, that would have had terrible effects. Sometimes the cure is worse than the actual problem. By that time, within two or three years, he had built his faith to such a degree that he just said that he, didn't, he wasn't going to go through that. And he just stood and believed God. And this verse is what he used primarily verses 23 and 24. Matter of fact, John just came to our facilities here in Woodland Park uh, last year and did a PBS special that is being aired on television now on all of their PBS stations, I think for the next two or three years. And he openly talks about this healing and uses Mark 11:23 and puts it up on the screen and tells people that this was the breakthrough. He, he was a believer before. He believed that God could heal, and I can guarantee you he prayed and asked for God to heal, but he didn't see the supernatural power of God manifest until he took his authority and began to command what God had already provided to come to pass. 
And again, this goes back to the very thing I said yesterday at the beginning of this, where the Lord gave us authority and power over all demons to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And then in verse 8, He's told us to go heal the sick, not pray for the sick, but heal the sick. You know, I'm saying this in love, and again, I'm only spending these two days on this. I haven't got time to put everything into his context and explain it. And some of you might think that I'm being very critical and hard on people. But I'm saying that the way that the average person is praying will get them killed. You will not be able to overcome it because if you're asking God to do something that he says he's already done, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed not by his stripes, you are going to be healed. You were healed. And then I give you power and authority over all sickness and over all disease. You go heal the sick. When God says he's already done it and he gave you this power, and then James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Not flee from God, but flee from you. When you understand all of this, God gave you this power and authority, and if you aren't using it, and if you are approaching God as a beggar saying, oh God, there's nothing we can do, would you please heal this person? They're going to die with you praying that way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just trying to be blunt and get my point across. But I'm telling you, if you are a believer, if you have been born again, then Jesus has given you His power and authority over all sickness, over all disease, to take all sickness away from the midst of us so that no plague will even come nigh your dwelling. You have that power if you have been born again. You know, if there's anybody watching this, and again, there may be some people that because of the situation in the world, they are maybe turning to God and and contemplating, God, can you help me? And you may not have a personal relationship with Jesus. Well, then you need to go to someone who has that relationship and draw off their faith, or you could call. We will put a number on the screen, and you can call. And again, praise God for the foresight of my staff. They bought all of the equipment so that we are able to take these calls from home, and we have like 140 or 50 people answering the phones. And if you don't have that personal relationship with the Lord, you can call, and someone can lead you into that relationship. And then when you get born again and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, now you have authority over all sickness and over all disease. And you can pray and command this power of God, not command God. He's already done what He wants to do. And He told us in His Word that by His stripes we were healed. And all we have to do is take that authority. And as Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Instead of talk to God about your mountain, speak to the mountain and command this mountain to be removed. And I tell you, sickness will depart from you, from your body. It will depart from your family if they will respond and allow you to pray for them. You do not have to be afraid of this. Again, I am not making light of this virus that is going around. I'm not saying that it's not a factor. It's already killed tens of thousands of people. So that's serious, but I'm saying for the believer who understands the authority that Jesus has given us, there is no reason 
for you to be afraid of this. He gave us power and authority over all sickness and over all disease, but it's voice activated. You have to start speaking forth your faith. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and you've got to quit speaking the negative things. Notice that that scripture there in Proverbs 18, 21, it didn't just say that life is in the power of the tongue. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And sad to say, there's a lot of death being spoken right now. People are giving worst case scenarios, which I understand why they do this. They're trying to get people to take things seriously, but there is a lot of death. There's a lot of negativity being spoken. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, it's a scripture that I apply in a lot of different ways, but it applies in this situation. It says, that be, uh, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. And so negative words, fearful words will affect those who are trying to believe God. And sad to say, most people are just plugged in to their television. You know, I interviewed John Tesh just about 10 days ago, the one that I was telling you about that was healed of cancer. And, and he and his wife, Connie Selica, they have a radio program and they emphasize a lot of things. Part of it is healing, health, nutrition. And he, John, made this statement that I thought was just great. He says, I'm practicing faith hygiene. You know, we're told to distance from people, not to shake hands, not to hug, hold six feet in between us and the other person and stuff like this. And people are employing all of these physical hygiene things. But what about faith hygiene? We need to turn off some of the negativity and the fear mongering and the terrible things that are being said, not denying that the virus is real and not denying that it's killing certain people, but for every person who's a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have authority over this. And if you will quit begging God for what He says He's already given you and just take your authority and start speaking to this sickness and to the disease, speak to your body. And if you will do this, I can guarantee you, you will come through this, you will be healed. And if somebody you know, pray for, uh, has been sick, if they will receive your prayers, they will be healed. Praise God, we are not defenseless. This may be beyond, be beyond man's ability at this time, but it's not beyond God's ability. And that power is right there in your mouth. You got power right here in your tongue. Use it. Again, I want to share with you that just so that I can contribute something and help people that are struggling with this, we are giving away this book entitled The Believer's Authority. We've got a free download on our website, but if you call, we will send this out to you. Our announcer is going to give you all of those details, but I just want to sow this truth into your life. It's changed my life, and I'm, I'm totally at peace. I'm totally victorious over all of these things. You are too if you're a believer. You just have to understand these things, and so we want to give this to you. If you'll listen, our announcer is going to give you some information. And again, let me just remind you that you can go to our website. I've got a teaching on Psalms 91, an hour's worth of teaching on that. I've got an hour and a half interview with Jesse Duplantis and John Tesh that we did. It's archived there. We've got a lot of materials that'll be able to bless you. Over 200,000 hours worth of free materials. Get our book today. We hope you've been blessed by watching this special message from Andrew. You can get your copy of Andrew's book titled, The Believer's Authority, as his free gift to you when you contact us today. 
This teaching is also available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast and also as a companion study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. This special broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Andrew Womack. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we encourage you to call our helpline or go to awmi.net and become a Grace Partner today. While there, you can download many free resources as well as order books and many other materials right there at your fingertips. Also, if you'd like to receive prayer, call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Andrew Womack Ministries is here for you 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday. We look forward to hearing from you today.